Um, uh, there is a word from the Lord today. Uh, I have the, the pleasure and the privilege uh, to be here again next week. So what you will get is a two-part sermon. Today will be part one, and we will continue and give you part two next week. Uh, and I'm telling you, you don't want to miss part two because uh, it's going to be as valuable as part one is. So um, let us pray. Most gracious and all-wise God, as we come truly, Lord, with a heart full of thanks and as humble as we know how that you have allowed us this privilege to stand in this sacred place to declare your word to your people. Father, I pray that if there's somebody here this morning that doesn't know you uh, in the ponds of their sins, Father, that somehow you move in a miraculous way, whether it be through prayer, through praise, through song, or word, or deed, uh, that they will fall out with the ways of the world and come on the Lord's side this morning. And, oh, God, if there's somebody in the house, and there always is, who is struggling with issues of life, uh, Father, I pray that this word will be seeded in their hearts, that it might find roots and begin to grow and begin to transform and change lives. And Father, I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be found pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O oh, my Lord, my strength and redeemer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Uh, we're going to start in, a, in a Romans chapter 8, and then we're going to go to 2 Kings uh, chapter 7, 3 to 10. No, in all things, we are more than a conqueror through him who loves us. No, in all things, we are more than a conqueror in him who loved us. Amen? Second Kings chapter 7, 3 through 10. Now there were four men who were leopards at the entrance to the gate. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, let's enter in the, the city, the famine is in the city and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we will die also. So now come and let us go over to the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we will live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. So they arose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians to hear sounds of horse chariots and horses the sounds of a great army, and they said to one another, Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the kings of the Hittites and the king of the Egyptians to come against us. And so they fled in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, and their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And these leopards came to the edge of the camp, and they went into the tents. They ate and they drank, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. They came back and entered into another tent and carried off things from it and went and hid them. Then they said to themselves, they said to one another, we are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. If we keep silent and wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us now. Therefore, come and let us go and tell the king's household. 
So they came and they called to the gatekeeper of the city and told them, we came to the camp of the Syrians and behold, there was no one there to be seen or heard. There was nothing but horses tied and donkeys tied and the tents as they were. I'm going to talk, teach, and preach from the subject, victors in the enemy territory, victors uh, in the enemy territory. Uh, the backstory when we get into 2 King is that the Syrian army came against the city, the capital city of Israel, Samaria. And they surrounded the entire city and set siege and a blockade around the entire city where God's people were, and nothing could go in and out of the city. And the city was beginning to fall and decay, and we will continue that next week. Because uh, we're going to focus this morning on the fact that the Bible says, and God says, and Jesus says, that we are more than a conqueror. And, and I, I hear you, brothers and sisters, I know that when we look around the world today, uh, it's sometimes seen that the devil is winning uh, from terror attacks of 9-11 to the unending crisis in the Middle East, Afghanistan, Iraq, and Syria. Um, countless millions of people still die daily of hunger. Incurable diseases are in the land, AIDS, SARS, bird flu, Zika virus. Uh, in 1994 in Rwanda, left over a million people dead. And so we could very easily doubt whether that God is still in control. One might wonder why should we continue to trust and depend upon God and his power? Listen, church, that is the message that the devil is trying hard to drive home. He wants us to doubt and completely lose hope and trust and faith in God. But I'm here this morning to share with you that the devil is a liar. Can I get a witness? Amen. God has always been in control and God will always be in full control. When calamities and chaos and wars and rumors of war are doing their daily round on the evening news, so why then would the Bibles tell us that we are more than a conqueror while we are living in the enemy's territory. Preacher, what you talking about this morning, you do know that Satan is the God of this world. And he has resented from the beginning when Christ came into the world. He resented when Jesus was here three and a half years doing his earthly ministry. And he hates the followers of Christ in their relationship with him. And he would kill each and every one of us who named Christ as our Savior if he could just get God's permission. But there's a time, my brothers and sisters, when he will do just that during the great tribulation. God's children are victors in the enemy territory. We are conquerors in his camp. We are present in the countless face of thousands and upon thousands of demons who are our enemy and resent the fact that we are here in his territory and they are trying to eject us. They're trying to kick us out. They're trying to defeat us by shooting the fiery darts at the devil at us. Oh, but I got good news this morning. But God has ordained that we shall not be weary where Satan rules. We will lay down to rest in the enemy's territory where, where, where Satan is seated because our lives are hid in Christ and in God and we have been placed into his security that Satan cannot enter. Can we praise the Lord for our victory in Christ Jesus? Here's what Jesus says about us. 
He says that we are the salt of the world. And the Bible asks the question, what good is salt if it loses its saltiness? It's no good at all. We are here to preserve this earth, not just to take up space. We are to do this by walking in the authority that Jesus has given us. We are to enforce what Jesus has already accomplished. And we are here to take back by the power of God what Satan has illegally taken from God's children. Can I get a witness? That's the very reason for the authority. Not just that we're here, just, I mean, not that we're just here to have problems. We're going to always have problems. But God has called us to enforce God's rule and to overcome every problem so that the gospel will go forth across the world. But first of all, we have to understand that this is a process. We don't start out walking as world conquerors. Even though we have been given the authority, we have to learn to walk in the things of God. We start out as babes and then we begin to learn about God and his victory that Jesus has accomplished for us on the cross and everything that we've been empowered to do when we begin to study and to learn what God's words tells us to do. We become empowered, but you've got to know that you have something in order to fight with. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. Listen, I've seen people delivered by the power of God, and months later, they seem to lose what they have uh, received. <clears throat> and the reason for this is that they had no teaching. They had no foundation. They weren't equipped with the tools to keep the victory. They did not know and understand how to walk in a sustaining state of victory and to maintain what has been given to them. They have lost what is legally theirs. They still have the authority. They're still delivered, but they don't know how to walk in it. God wants us to conquer the land progressively and to keep what it is that he has won for us. Can I get a witness? Listen, listen, church, it is hard to take the victory from somebody when they go into the land and they fortify it and begin to erect walls to keep the enemy out. But it becomes easy when they just go into the land and set up tent for the enemy to come in again and take over. Listen, what are you saying, preacher? Listen, we've got to know that once we become born again and saved, that we have to study, we have to pray, we have to know God's will for our life and begin to build walls around our lives that protect us and keep the enemy out. Too many of us have come to the Lord and just stuck our stake in the ground and said, I'm saved. You're leaving yourself open for the enemy's attack. Know what you have. Know how you overcome. So what then? Listen, if God is for us, who can be against us? Did he not spare his own son and gave him for all of us? Who has just so generously given us all things? Who will bring the charge against God's elect? Who then will condemn one of us? What or who shall separate us from the love of Christ? My brothers and my sisters, please consider these questions very carefully. I want to drive this home this morning that God's unfailing love for us through Christ 
even when it appears that in the face of times that suggest God is far from us, in fact, I want to say God is not, nor will he ever be far away from us at any time. Preacher, how can you say that? I got uh, something here in the Bible found in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 5. It's in there if you haven't torn out your Bible. Here it is. That he will never leave nor forsake you. Oh, oh, here we go. You missed it. Here it is again. That he will never leave you, nor will he ever forsake you. Why? Why? Because he is God, Emmanuel. What does God, Emmanuel, mean? It means God is with us. And he will never forsake us. No one can ever be against us us as long as God is for us and love us and his love is eternal. Uh, imagine how awesome my God is, the creator of the world. Imagine how big our God is, how powerful our God is. He holds the world. How great is our God? He is beyond galaxy. Isn't he the same God that roars in thunder? Oh, I must confess that sometimes he's beyond my imagination. From the time I started walking with God and beginning to know him, it was easy for me to imagine him because when I was young, uh, I could understand, I, I thought I had an ideal of God, but the more I grew and the more I became more intimate with him, the more unimaginable he became to me because all of a sudden I, I had to reflect and think, he is a God that is beyond uh, galaxies. He is a God that is beyond comparison. But then my mind got to thinking, but yet he loves me and he cares for me and he knows my name. And he tells me in his word that through Christ Jesus, I am more than a conqueror. Oh, that's assurance. That's what John is talking about when he says the greater is Jesus that is in us than Satan that is in the world. So we need to stop panicking whenever the evil hosts seem to attack. God, our champion, has defeated him and we must trust him. The Bible says that we are more than a conqueror. Or what does that mean? What is a conqueror? I'm glad you asked, church, because I got an answer for you this morning. A conqueror, watch this, is a person who overcomes by force. A conqueror is a person who presses through, irrespective of the opposition's force. A conqueror will continue to fight until he wins the battle. A conqueror looks at failure and, as a, and setbacks as a lesson, and then they press on to a success. Even in the face of defeat, a conqueror does not quit. He overcomes. He's persistent until he gets a breakthrough. A conqueror obtains victory over its enemy. Oh, but the Bible didn't just call us a, a conqueror, Clint. The Bible says we're more than a conqueror. You know what that means? That means that we conquer with ease and having power and reserve to conquer more. Christ, con Christ conquered and defeated the whole of the satanic forces and, and all of its hosts. And guess what? He has enough power to defeat any more if they exist. The Bible teaches us that we are not sufficient 
in and of ourselves, but our sufficiency is in God and his everlasting strength. For we are without strength, but we are strong in the law. As children of God, we, choose, we have been chosen by his divine will. We are called to understand God and not, that to, not, to, uh, not to know that the devil is not in fuel, full control, that the forces of, and all of his evil schemes and power that Satan has is nothing compared to the power of God that resides on the inside of us. Those who are called by his name, we have an unfair advantage over the principalities, power, and darkness, and the wickedness that exists in high places. We are indeed in Christ Jesus more than a conqueror. Oh yes, the enemy is still here and very real. That is the thing about being a conqueror. You are not a conqueror if you don't have an enemy to defeat. Oh, watch this. You're not a conqueror if you don't have an enemy to, feet, to defeat. See, some of us are still need to conquer fear. That's our enemy. Some of us have to fight the enemy of lack, lack of confidence. Some of us have to fight the enemy of, of a drug addiction and alcoholism. Some of us have to fight the addiction and the enemy of sexual addiction. But we are not conquerors unless we have an enemy to defeat that Christ has given us the strength to beat. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So how, how are we to be more than a conqueror? As the word of God says that we are. Because when trouble comes our way, Brother Logan, uh, we have the tendency to beg God to help us avoid bad situations that come up in our lives. And I'm not saying bad situations are fun. But I'm saying we have a purpose on this earth. We have to stand up with the authority of Jesus that he has purchased back for us legally uh, and that we can do something about the situations and the problems that come up in our life. Look at our example, if you will. Jesus dealt with every problems every step of the way. He fought the devil and sickness every step of the way. He fought against religious bigotry every step of the way. And he did not ask God to deliver him from sickness and disease and spiritual death that was all around him. He was sent to do something about these things. He was sent to conquer these things. And guess what? He destroyed the works of Satan by his death on the cross. Somebody help me in here. Listen, listen, listen. I'm in the Bible. I'm in the Bible. If you turn to 1 John chapter 3, it says this. And he who sins is of the devil. For the devil has, excuse me, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. But watch this. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil. Yes. Hallelujah. Uh, this is the whole purpose of being a conqueror. To destroy the works of the devil. To overcome the adversary and, and throw him out of our lives. We have to carry this message, carry this message and share about the reconciliation of God. We are to share the good news with the world that Jesus was sent by God to heal the brokenhearted, to deliver the captives, to recover the sight of the blind, and to liberate those who are oppressed. Jesus made it plain 
that he came to do something. He came to set us free. He came to deliver us. He came to restore us. He came to make us and call us more than a conqueror. Won't you just give the Lord some praise for that today? Hallelujah. Listen, Jesus gives us some instructions. It's again in the Bible found in Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. Watch what the instructions he left the disciples before he left to go up to heaven. Watch what he says. And he said to them, go into all of the world and to preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Watch this. And these are the signs that will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not by no means hurt them. They, have, they will lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. And so after that, the Lord had spoken to them. He was received up into heaven. He sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out and preached everywhere. Watch this. And the Lord working with them and confirming the word through accompanying signs. I wish I had some help in here. Listen, Jesus has commissioned you and I, and he has transferred his authority to us. He has called us to conquer. Jesus has restored the, the, what Adam has lost in the Garden of Gethsemane, I mean Eden, in the Garden of Eden. But we as believers have been ignorant of our authority. We must learn to walk in the authority and exercise the faith in God's word. Religious says no, but faith in God says yes, we can. We can. Through the power of God. Here it is. I'm in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Here's where our power is. But you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come up on you. And you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus had God's anointing. Remember when he was baptized and the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove. And he says, I'm leaving that spirit with you. The disciples, the followers of God. He said, so that you might be able to carry the gospel. He said, go forth in faith. Watch what the Bible says in John. Come on, Stacy. John chapter 16 Verse 13, however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truths. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And watch what he'll tell you. He will tell you of things to come. Today and right now, we are more than conquerors. See, abundant life is not the freedom from hardship, but rather the freedom found in the love of God.
to know God's love for us, to know that God is on our side, to know that God desires to bless and prosper us, to know that he offers us hope and eternal life, to know the freedom and the peace in the midst of the storm, to experience contentment no matter how much or how little we have. In him is what makes abundant life. This is the victory in God. And we experience in this victory as we believe in him and give him thanks to the one who provided us everything. This is the real victory. This is real life. Watch this. It's what changes our spirits in a moment from one of failure to one of success, from one of disappointment to one of rejoicing. It is this quiet assurance, faith, and confidence in him that we see in every great man and woman of God. When you truly know and love God, you will become more than a conqueror through him who loved us. He came to liberate us, to set us free from whatever challenges, whatever difficulties in life. He came came to set us free he came to liberate us but that ain't all <laughs> he came that we might walk in victory that will be more than a conqueror that thing that just keeps popping up in our lives over and over again that we've not yet defeated he is your enemy and God says you can overcome it with ease, but you have to know who I am. See, there's some folk here this morning that, that this is, makes no sense because they don't know him. They haven't experienced the delivering power of God. And there are those here who God has delivered and set free and they're still struggling and they're wondering why. Why past am I not an overcomer? Why past ain't I more than a conqueror? because you haven't let go of that thing. It was, it's just yesterday, I was doing a young lady's chair, hair in my chair, and uh, she got up out of the chair, I saw tears running down her face. She got up out of my chair and she ran outside. Of course, I followed her, I said, what's wrong? She said, I'm not just, I'm not right, something is wrong in my life. And, can't seem to do anything about it. I said, well, I know somebody who can. Amen. I know somebody who said, you can be more than a conqueror. She said, yeah, I know, and I, I've tried that, but giving it to him seems to be kind of something weak about that, that I can't deal with it by myself. See, there are things in our life that are bigger than us, that we can't handle, that we can't carry, and we got to turn it over to him. 
And see, sometimes, sister, we, we think we didn't want victory over that thing. And we find enough strength in God to turn away. But somehow through doubt and fear, and I can't make it without this or that, you begin to turn and walk back toward that thing. Because we have not yet understood that in God, we are more than a conqueror. We are greater than that thing in our life because we have God's spirit in us. The doors of the church are open right now. You can receive him in the pardons of your sins. He said in his word, come as you are. He said, I stand at the door and I just knock. I'm just waiting on you to pick it up. Open the door. Give me access to your life. Watch me liberate you. Watch me lift you up from where you are. What a gift. What a gift God has given us. God's own son. sister I'm telling you brother he real I know because he lives in my heart and he's changed me and he calls me son and I ain't perfect and then something 